Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. We are less than a week away from the Super Bowl, and it's also the beginning of Heart Month, as you know. You might not think of those two things as being related, but did you know studies have found the rate of heart attacks increases during the Super Bowl? Cardiologist Dr. Nilesh Goswami from Baylor Scott and White Health is here to explain why that's the case and give us some heart healthy tips. So thanks for coming today. It's important to talk about this kind of thing sure, because a lot of folks may not think about that. All right, so why is there a surge in heart attacks around Super Bowl Sunday? What's going on there? Yeah, it's kind of like the perfect storm, uh, kind of like we were talking about earlier. So I, I think it's a situation where people get very emotionally involved in the game and that releases adrenaline and all sorts of substances in the body that can activate the sympathetic nervous system. Your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure goes up, and all these things are, have been shown to, by themselves, increase the chance of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you throw in some, some bad choices in terms of eating bad snacks or, or foods at the time that are high in sodium, uh, a lot of alcohol consumption, people smoke more, they may even use some illicit drugs and not get enough sleep and all of these things kind of contribute to the, increasing the chance of having a heart attack in that situation. Um, what are some of the warning signs someone's actually having a legitimate heart attack and not some other issue, maybe heartburn or something along those lines? What, what are the warning signs of an actual heart attack? Yeah, I mean, most people that have heartburn, typically it's not new for them, right? So they know if they eat certain foods, that'll trigger them to have some heartburn symptoms. And so usually heart symptoms are, are new. These are symptoms you're not familiar with. It's something odd or new in, in, to your body. Mm -hmm. So the typical symptom is chest pain, pressure, tightness, heaviness in the chest, that textbook answer that there's an elephant sitting on my mm -hmm. chest. When people use their fist to kind of describe that symptom, that's kind of a classic giveaway that, hey, that might be the heart. It can radiate into your jaw, mm. uh, into your shoulder, down your arm. Uh, you can be short of breath with it. You can get nauseated with it, even have vomiting with it. So all these symptoms that are out of the no norm for you should be uh, investigated. What can people do to lower their risk of heart attack, not just on this weekend, but in general? Yeah. So if we talk about heart disease and, and a heart attack, there's five kind of classic traditional risk factors for a heart attack. Diabetes is one, so controlling that is, is, is critical in lowering your risk. High blood pressure is another. Again, there's medication and diet, exercise, weight loss that you could do to cor correct that. Elevated cholesterol levels is a, is a third one, and so there, obviously there's diet and medicine to address that issue. Smoking, 
uh, is a large contributor to heart disease and obviously you can refrain from smoking if yes. you choose. And then genetics, or family history of premature coronary artery disease. So if you have any, any one or a combination of those, you should address each individually and then get to your doctor and make sure he does a proper screening and evaluation. Certainly. Well, of course, it's not just viewers at risk. You know, we saw last season with DeMar Hamlin, players are also vulnerable to heart issues. What are the most common heart issues we see in athletes? Yeah, so typically these athletes are young, you know, healthy, very uh, muscular and uh, conditioned uh, kids and, and younger uh, adults. So uh, usually when we're dealing with cardiac events in, in that patient population, we look at kind of three different pockets, pockets mm -hmm. or silos. Uh, one is a congenital abnormality, so they were born with something wrong with their heart muscle or an electrical condition that, that they're born with or arteries that were coming off the wrong mm -hmm. side of the heart. Uh, that they were born with. Secondarily, uh, there can be electrical issues uh, where uh, rhythm problems, are, they're predisposed to having abnormal rhythm problems, and that can be genetic as well. And then thirdly is uh, uh, acquired conditions. So you can have a viral infection of the heart or you can have trauma to the heart that can precipitate these conditions. And DeMar Hamlin's was mm -hmm. clearly trauma related. What about other environmental factors? I mean, caffeine, can that speed things up and make it hard on your body? Can you really put your body through too much and get to that point where you could get to the point of a cardiac event. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, taking caffeine, taking any kind of performance enhancing drugs, these add to the level of stress that your body's already under doing very demanding physical work. And so we know from triathletes, for instance, mm -hmm. they have a higher incidence of cardiac arrhythmias and sudden cardiac death than non-triathletes because that is just such a taxing physical task. Yeah. So as far as what can be done to prevent life-threatening issues in athletes that regard the heart, what are some steps people should take? Is it, again, getting checked out, knowing your history? Yeah, exactly. So screening is key, right? I mean, uh, we just need to, you need to go through a proper uh, screening program. That's why uh, you, ever since you're young, you know, you go to the doctor before you can participate in sports, and that's even more important as you perform at a college or professional level. Knowing CPR, should we all know it before Sunday, maybe? I mean, is it not a bad idea to be prepared? What do you think? It's probably not a bad idea to be pre prepared. Uh, I think uh, CPR is the, probably the number one thing you can do until professional help arrives, right? So you call 911 and you start doing CPR until yeah. the paramedics arrive. Very, very valuable. Okay, what about those AED machines? Um, what are those? Why might that be important to have on the field in an actual athletic event or just in general in case someone experiences something? What does that stand for, the AED, and then what are they good for? Yeah, AED stands for Automatic External Defibrillator, and uh, basically it delivers a therapeutic shock to solve the disordered rhythm that causes collapse or sudden cardiac death. So when we talk about patients having a cardiac event or an athlete having a cardiac event, really the event is a rhythm problem that's erratic and the rhythm is so erratic it can't properly deliver blood to the body and the body collapses. And the cure for that is a shock to deliver, reset the heart and make the normal rhythm take over again. And that, that shock's delivered by that AED. So it's very critical to, they complement each other, CPR and then you need an AED. So ideally in a perfect world you'd have both. You'd probably want to be on the phone with 911 while you're using these, I imagine, if you can, right? Absolutely. Or, I, I think the first step in any of these situations is, is get 911 yeah. and get them going so they, they can arrive there yeah. quicker, deliver your CPR, and then if you have the access to an AED, use it. Use it for sure. Okay, last but not least, but not least, 49ers or Chiefs, where do you fall? What do you think? What's going to happen? 
Well, uh, although I'm qualified to answer some of the other questions, I'm not so okay. qualified to answer this question. But as a Cowboys fan, I don't really have a dog in the fight. Just okay. looking forward to a good game, a good halftime performance, and some good yeah. commercials. Yeah, no, no, not too much stress on our hearts or anything else during this. It's supposed to be fun, everybody. It's supposed to be a good time. We appreciate it, Dr. Goswami. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.